Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me uh, kind of a sausage fest tonight. Uh, both Lauren and Elise aren't with us tonight. They have finals this upcoming week, and uh, unlike myself, have not finished their semester yet. So, uh, we have our druid. Uh, who is that supposed to be? Because your voice cut out right at the end of that. That's perfect. <laughs> It's so good that we do mic checks and everything, and then immediately everything goes horribly wrong. Yeah, you're like, first we have... <laughs> no, first we have our druid. Uh, I'm Clay. Play the Erico druid. Our warlock. Hi, it's Cody playing Necro. Our fighter. Hey, this is Nick playing Nalos. And our barbarian. Yo, this is Coop playing Pahokwi. So, our bard and rogue aren't with us, so I believe we last left off our adventurers standing in the middle of a, a dried patch of marshland, um, standing amongst the rubble of what used to be the insides of a house, and talking to a cat that can apparently talk and just regarded himself as a prince, uh, as the heroes stand over the freshly slain corpses of a pair of hags. Uh, does anyone want to do anything before I go back into introducing the cat? Um, so is there anything off about my glaive now? Like, no, not at all. No? Oh, it's, it's, it's doing good? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> uh, we were worried that you were going to have to get a new glaive. Uh, slightly. Um, not many glaive uh, vendors out here in the bog. Um... What's the, like, situation with the eye nearby that's, um, like, rolling around? Well, I imagine Nalo still has it. Yes, let's go with I went ahead and picked that back up now that the, the hag is dead. Right. <laughs> Great. Unless one of you wants to hold it. Nope. Uh, no. Hell no. So the cat continues. Um... It says, I am Prince Felwyn from the great kingdom of the same name. And you all shall be my servants and bring me to my rightful throne. Uh, where, where is your kingdom? I have a map here. Can you uh, show me? Of course. And he flicks out a single feline claw and sort of points it into the center of the large forest mass that you're heading towards. Hmm. Okay. We were, uh, we were heading there anyway. Well, never mind that. You will take me there, and when I am rightfully sitting on my throne and my f hellish father's throat has been cut, I will reward you for your service. Who is your father? Why, he is King Felwind. And why do you want to slit his throat? Because he had me turned into a cat and to be held hostage by hags. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> so the, 
the hags were working for your father? After a fashion. He threatened to have them burned by pyre, yet in exchange for merely exile from the forest of Felwind to this boggy marsh, the three sisters were given me as a charge. And as long as they kept me safe and from harm, that they would be supplied with whatever they desire, such as fresh sacrifices for their blood magic. Well, since we're heading that way anyway, we may as well take you with us. Mm, let's hold on a second now. Last time we just willingly accepted a task from somebody, I almost decapitated somebody's pet. <laughs> so let's, like, let's take a moment to think about this. Uh, why did your father have you turned into a cat and exiled? Because, as was Felwind Kingdom tradition, t'was I, on my birthday, to take the throne from him. And yet he despised that concept and had me exiled, for killing me proved elusive. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like you got some daddy issues. Seems like my father has some son issues. <laughs> True that. <laughs> Such a sassy little cat. He like stamps his little paw down like a, an authoritative gesture it should be and goes, I am merely a cat before you at this time, but the third hag will return me to my proper form. Ah. I mean, has she told you this? Because she's, she's a little iffy on this whole handing out favors thing. Well, she will do it or she will die by my servant's hand. Your servants being us? Obviously. Look at you. One of you must be a handy cook. At least one of you must know your way around a thread and needle. I feel that that would be all that I would require for the journey home. Mm. I, uh, I pull our party aside for a moment. One moment, brave cat. Just give us a moment. He stands like puffing out his tiny feline chest to touch. Should we? <laughs> what do you suppose we can get out of it? I mean, like he is a prince. And if we rescue a prince who's to be king, that is a re like they will tell stories of us in this kingdom, which will spread far and wide outside of the kingdom. But... He could also be a I... jerk. Yeah. Yeah, he could. He could be a jerk who just wants an eyeball from us to turn them into a giant and then stabs our bard friend out of the swamp. Anything could happen. Your nobles are... Quite unkind up here. We we don't have these problems where I'm from. We just don't have nobles. Fixes <laughs> a lot of problems. We all agree though, we're not going to kill the, the other hag. I mean she was nice enough to cure the two of you. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, 
I believe we, we still need her to get yeah. the other. This is true. She, I mean, she probably wants this back. Well, if she refuses, we don't have to kill her for this cat. That's true. What's he going to do? Scratch me? <laughs> he is a pretty sassy cat. And I can only imagine how sassy he is as a prince. And his true form. Mayhaps. You might okay. be able to uh, get the means to turn him back into a prince, but only do it once we've arrived at our destination. Also, yeah, also, what do we really get out of it? Yeah. Um, what's everyone's passive perception again? Nine. Nine. <laughs> Fifteen. Uh, ten. <laughs> I swear, one of these days, I'm going to take all the Magic the Gathering D20s out of my fucking dice bag and put them in a separate die bag. Are they that different? Oh, yeah. They're, like... Here, I'll pull one out and show you. Because they're sequenced. So here's a regular D20, right? Uh-huh. All of the numbers are in a somewhat random, or at least organizedly random order. <laughs> this is a Magic the Gathering spin-down die. The symbol is supposed to be 20, and then it's 19, 18, 16 comes back down to 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. Oh. It's incredibly manipulatable if you roll it the right way. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, when you all say, well, what would we stand to gain from this? Uh, the princely voice uh, amid the middle of your huddle at this point goes, well, power, you fools. Wealth, riches, women, whatever you would desire. Fame, looks to Pahokwi. <laughs> you know, maybe we could take him to the bog hag, see what she says, and form a new opinion then. I mean, he is just a small cat. We could carry him. I mean, yeah. What's he going to do? Run and survive as a cat? Probably fall into the bog. I agree with going back to, her, to the third hag with the cat, and then also probably giving her eye back. I don't know. It's kind of growing on me, guys. We could keep it. Or, yeah, we totally could keep it. But also, before we leave, um, should we look through any of the remains of like our battle with the hags? Yes. But, uh, I go to the prince, Cat, who is also a prince, uh, and say, we will take you to the hag. And I offer him a hand so that he may hop up onto my shoulder if he wishes to travel. He goes, "'Tis not a velvet-lined carriage, but it will do for now." And he scampers up your your side and and rests upon your shoulder. Adorable. <laughs> uh, now I agree. We should definitely loot the area. <laughs> are Are there any remains of the hags around, or are they just? Gone. I believe I described the one hag to have boiled down into a pile of like mire, like just like seaweed and just wet vegetation. Um, I don't remember if I described how the other one, a dissolved, like was destroyed. 
But uh, at the sake of inconsistency, let's say she poofed into a, a small pile of dried herbs. Mm. Would that be a nature check to see what those herbs are? Uh, or, it, is that nature or survival? That would be a nature check because you're identifying something. Try for that. Yeah, I only got a five, so. I got a four. All right. Karak? <laughs> Fourteen, so they, they appear to be herbs. Well, I mean, you I, you can identify them. Uh, yeah. They're the, 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 most, the most notable herb amongst the pile of dried vegetation is uh, several stalks of hagweed. The irony of this is not lost on you. <laughs> it's such a perfectly modest laugh. <laughs> uh, but all right, so you guys search the area. C- can anyone yeah, give uh, me an ins- a single investigation check? Um, hold on, I believe I actually have a, a decent ability with that. Unless anybody else prefers to do it themselves. No, I've got. Uh, it. Zero. I have a. I only have a one. All right. So investigation. Uh, that is a modified twenty. Okay. All right. I have rolled four dice. One is a D four. One is a D six. One is a D eight, and one is a D ten. Each of them have rolled different numbers. I will let you pick two of them, and I will give you those treasures that I have associated with those rolls. Mm. In fact, with that high of a roll, I will tell you what each die rolled. The D4, okay. the D4 rolled a 1, the D6 rolled a 3, the D8 rolled a 7, and the D10 rolled a 9. My gut is saying we should at least take the D8, whatever that was. Okay. Uh, but I, I would gladly take input from you guys. Nope, unless it's just... They cannot have it's input. all just you. All just on me. Okay. It's all you, Scales. Uh, let's go with the D8 and the D4. Okay. So... While scavenging through the refuse and knickknacks that were the entire uh, the interior of the hag's dwelling, you find one potion of healing. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking for what I had for this because I'm prepared. <laughs> Thoroughly. Yes. And you find seven scrolls. <clears throat> that, uh... I believe identifying scrolls is an arcana check. Or... If you leave it with a spellcaster over a long rest, they can identify um, 
1d4 scrolls per rest. I mean, I can try to identify at least one of them at the moment. Okay. Uh, 15. Okay, you find that the first scroll you look at is a scroll of... I had these written down somewhere. Of uh, protection from poison. Identifying scrolls actually takes a, a good bit of time, and we should probably continue about our business. Probably. Agreed. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody ready to get moving back down to the uh, area where the ag is? <laughs> I guess. I give you. Two, I give two thumbs up to let you know that I'm ready to go. Cool. Uh, well, let's start walking with my new cat friend. Lauren is going to be so jealous. <laughs> that's a that's a fact. She was clearly really fawning over this cat before we breaked. Yeah. Don't worry, Prince Felwind. It's not that far over to the other hag's house. He's sort of like his non-existent hairline uh, flicks it and goes, "Tis no matter how far or close. Tis no matter of my paws touching the ground." <laughs> So uh, you all close the distance to the other hag's abode with uh, not much time spent, of course. Like before, it's a relatively short walk. And uh, you find uh, the, the, the beast with the singular eye still on the prowl and, and makes this sort of loon noise as you all approach. To which the door of the mushroom house opens... And that same third hag walks out with, you know, her large eye hole fucking shut. And with one hand, she beckons you all to come closer and says, Very well, you did very, very well. I'll take my eye back now. Of course. Here you go. And in return, you'll heal the village? She nods thoroughly and says, Of course, of course, of course. So, the village that is some time from you, some distance, uh, uh, is affected by uh, the, 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 yes, of course, uh, she sort of turns back into her home after plugging her eye back into her head, and uh, a moment later comes back with a small bundle of uh, sticks and black bark. And she says, take this, and she sort of extends the bundle to the group of you. If there is a bonfire in the town, burn it, burn this bundle in its fire, and make sure you inform them to breathe the black smoke that comes from it. The smoke will make them hack and cough, and it will, come, and it will seem like they are getting worse. But very quickly, the contrary will occur, and they will 
rid themselves quite thoroughly and viscerally of what ails them. Take the bundle. Okay. Awesome. Uh, uh, who's who's carrying the scrolls? Uh, let's. I, I assume I just put them in my pack for the time being. Uh, so while she had taken her uh, eye from you, and she was obviously quite close, um, but at, now that she's returned and handed you this bundle of wood, she sniffs around your backpack, Nalos, and goes. There's something in your pack that smells like my sister's. What is it? Oh, uh, we found some scrolls. I, I was able to look over and notice what one of them was, but I haven't really rooted through them all yet. Show them to me, she says with a sort of venomous hiss. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I- all right. Take and out the, the scrolls and she takes them one by one and unfurls them and goes rubbish and rips. Takes it, rips, rips, shatters it with her claws. And goes. These spells are all corrupted and evil and poorly written at best. Here, if you want something for your efforts, then I will gladly reward you. And she produces from her waist a thin, spindly wooden wand oh. that is crooked several times Ooh. throughout its length. And she extends it to you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did she even rip up the one that I did identify? Yes. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, no, she destroyed all seven of those scrolls. Uh, and, and, and hands this to you and, uh, and says, Here, please, you do not wish to consort with the mediocre magical prow- prowess that my sisters pretended to boast. Take this, well, and she hands you. you a wand. And uh, she looks to Karak, recognizing uh, where your magic comes from, and uh, she points to the inscription that's laden within the the root of the wand. Uh, and in Druid, or what is it? What is the special Druid language? It's called Druid. I, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, she very plainly tells you that... Uh, the magic within this wand will uh, let you find what is safe and not safe to eat and drink. Uh, okay. Laymanly, it's a wand of detect poison and disease. Okay. Neat. Cool. Neato. Hey. Well, while we're here... Uh, we were wondering if um, you knew anything about this cat that your sisters had in their hut. She looks at the cat who then, like, slinks behind Bahokwi's shoulders a little. And she goes, yes, Prince Felwind. She spits into the muck. And yes, I know him well. What whiskers has he shaken your way to let you get so close to that wicked little thing? Well, after we defeated your sisters, he was one of the few things left where their hut was and said that he was a banished prince from a kingdom of the same name. Yes, of course. 
we would come to you and ask this time about for some information before we made a decision on what to do. She narrows her eyes um, at looking at the cat over your shoulder, Bohokwi, and then goes, Well, perhaps a little bit of a story is appropriate. What do you think, Prince Fellwind? He hisses ever so meekly. She goes, There was a time when me and my sisters were advisors after a fashion for the prince's father. But when we began to hedge our bets on the prodigy that was the prince, the king found out and had us exiled. Our alternative was death, so exile it was. But with us, we had the delightful benefit of carrying a small package. That animal which you call a prince. Did so you're saying that the king was merely his story checks out so his father was jealous of him transformed him into this and sent all of you away jealousy is the wrong word but otherwise yes you to turn him back just yet but how would you go about doing so is, is this something we can do ourselves could you could you teach one of us perhaps it's merely a curse placed on him anyone with enough magical talent to remove curses would be able to do so I'm sure if you tapped anyone who calls themselves a proper holy man would be able to remove the curse and yes I could hmm What can you tell us about the kingdom of Felwind? Not much for free. Tis once at some point a grand kingdom with long-reaching influences, the likes of which was merely rivaled by the great drow houses of the mountain range east of here. Felwind's spies were long-reaching, much like the roots of the trees for which they made their home. But... Like all great kingdoms, one reaches too far, too fast, and falls out of the tree like a bird not ready to fly. Mm. Tis always been the arrogance of the Fellwood family name that holds its own kingdom back. Arrogance does go poorly. Mind you, the last advice I will give you before I will see you from my swamp and I will claim myself a life of freedom for some time at least. 
The Adventurer's Guild and the Kingdom of Felwind are very close. Huh. <clears throat> hmm. Shit. So, how did you know we were part of the Adventurer's Guild now? Oh, or I didn't. Associated. But you are yeah. adventurers, aren't you? Not so often you see two people covered in feathers walking with covered with fur and one covered with scales. A consortium yeah. of miscellaneous misanthropes such as yourselves could only be bonded together by something so as astronomically ridiculous as the Adventurer's Guild. I don't see the brooches upon your chest, so you're new to the gig. Oh, we could have got brooches? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a talk with Chet when we reach the forest. <laughs> so, Ooh, well, that's that's a good idea. One moment. Yeah. Uh, our fate, as you told us to call you. Would, would you be so kind as to tell us if you know of a man named Chet? That depends. What is his last name? There are many men named Chet. In fact, I believe there are about 74 men with the name of Chet. Um, he, he's the leader of something. Uh, he's quite bony. He uh, has a manor within the same area as Freewind, I believe. Yeah, so we're, we're traveling to, uh, to meet him in the forest. His he briefly had eight hands to shake all of us. Six, eight numbers. The only Chet that I know in Fellwood is the King of Fellwood. Oh. The plot thickens. Da, da, da. <laughs> well, shit. What a strange coincidence. Well, well, could I? Could we take this time to ask Prince Felwyn then if his father's name is Chet? The cat sort of like cat. looks to you and goes, "Yes, but what does it matter?" Well, mm. uh, I, we were yeah. going to your house anyway. Yeah, I, I believe we were probably uh, hired by your father to to meet him and take care of something. Well, you have changed coats and fight for the right side now. <laughs> First we get talked about brooches and now coats. My clothes are covered in swamp filth. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Cat, any side can be the right side depending on the way you think about it. Which is so... why I said what I said. Hmm. Huh. The hag has left, by the way. Okay. She, <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about your idle pratter. Okay, well, fine, I won't say goodbye. No hug or anything? I was going to say thank you. Well, Is your I pet feel still like... outside? Yes. We should leave, that thing creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, we can continue this conversation later. We should go check on the village and see if they're actually, like, get them cured. Oh, right, they're dying. Right, village of dying bird people. Probably should yes. make that a, a priority. Yep. All right. 
so I guess we'll just have a cat with us for now, uh, who's also a prince, and we'll change him back at a later date. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. All right. So, do you make your way back to the village? Yes. Yes. Okay. I shall hop aboard <clears throat> Chesapeake and lead the way. Uh, so, you guys head back. Uh, anything that you want to do between then and arriving at the village? Uh, would uh, this wouldn't constitute a short rest, would it? Sure. Because we're traveling. Yeah, you're not doing anything other than walking. That's a short rest. Okay. Sorry, I'm still short on hit points. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I did want to do something first. As many of you know, I have a raven on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I have another one in my pocket. <laughs> Your pocket. <laughs> so I, I guess gesture, I guess, into my robe's pocket and, like, summon my familiar... Who's I... also a ghastly, spectral-looking raven named Darkness. <laughs> I gotta like how literal you're taking pocket dimension. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read more about it and <laughs> be like, oh wow. So I, mean, I mean, it's called a pocket dimension because it's a small, like, separated dimension from the rest of existence. But if you want to yeah. say that the gateway into your pocket dimension where you store your familiar... <laughs> Also, is the entrance of a pocket in your coat? Then I mean, who the fuck am I to it tell you you're like other people's pockets? Just so I can be like, hey, hold my, or I can be like, hey, hold my pocket. Well, the kind of the beauty of a pocket dimension that you have direct dominion over is the doorway for it can kind of be anywhere. Ooh, this is going to get like, good as we travel. Behind somebody, <laughs> just reach into somebody's pocket and be like, oh, what you got there, Raven? <laughs> Darkness. How did you get in there? Oh, it's darkness. Yeah. Oh, darkness. So darkness comes up. He's a little. He's he's ghastly and spectral looking, but he looks a little bit more rough around the feathers, and not as clean as uh, my centaur raven is, who just goes by my centaur raven. Well, for darkness, you're bonded. For sentinel raven, it's a job. True. He, he doesn't. He doesn't take no bullshit. Right. All right. Okay, but th- but now you know. See me that I have dual ravens. I have a thing for ravens. What uh, about it? A crow and two ravens and walking one by. Heart. Yep, and one in my heart. Yep. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. Um. All right. So since our nice leisurely walk is a uh, a short rest, I can spend one of my hit dice. Correct. Uh, is hit dice just the number on the die, or does my con modifier get added? I do not believe you add your con modifier, but I have been wrong before. So why don't we just call it the die roll for now, and I'll look That's into fine. it right now. Woo! I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. There's those high Getting spells back. Exactly enough to get my health back. Five. I'm one short of full health, but that's fine. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so you all arrive to the perimeter of the village. Uh, and it's, I want to say, it. let's just call it like early evening, so the sun is beginning to set. Mm-hmm. Um, when one of the 
guard sees you coming, it calls into the village in Orion. Uh, so anyone who knows that language will hear him. He says, uh, they've returned, they've returned. Hopefully good news, bring the elder. And by the time you all actually arrive to the perimeter itself, uh, the sickly and slicked with uh, whatever he slicks his feathers with, Elder is standing there before you and smiles as one with a beak for a mouth can smile uh, and asks if all went well and uh, if if you have found a cure for their people. Well, uh, we had some troubles along the way, but uh, one of the hags was uh, gave us this bundle of sticks and bark and it said, uh, throw it into a fire and have the infected breathe the smoke and it will cure them. The elder nods and says, well, make make haste, bring it to the bonfire in the middle of the village and when I have all of the afflicted gathered, I will make sure that they breathe the smoke deep. Now, she also said that they might cough a lot and seem worse at first, but it will take effect. The elder so nods. Be ready. The elder nods and says, "Tis something this grim does not go easily." Uh, and turns to go and fetch as many able-bodied people to gather the sick uh, near the bonfire. Right. All right. <laughs> not much time passes before the elder approaches you all with probably about 50 or so of these sickly uh, Arakoa um, with, you know, the the, the bare wings mm-hmm. uh, sitting and laying near the fire. And he says, I believe that is everyone. Please, do what it is that needs to be done. Toss the, the bundle into the fire. It goes up in a plume of black fire, catching almost and incinerating almost instantly until the black fire infests and infects the rest of the orange and red hues until the entire flame is like gray, purple, and black. And all of the smoke that comes from the top is thick and opaque. Uh, Mm black smoke rather than white and gray as you'd be accustomed to. Uh, and without a delay, all of the Arakoa that are ill lean forward and breathe deep of the black smoke uh, after a few breaths falling to the wayside and retching and coughing up black ooze from their mouths. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unsightly. Um, but you can almost immediately see the effects. The color of their feathers returns with, like, by merely watching. Uh, Ooh, that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> and they turn into demons. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the whole village dies instantly. Yeah, I, I can see, like, the, all the players, like, in their minds or in person, like, crossing their fingers, like, please yeah. let us not just get backstabbed by a hag. Please let's not get backstabbed <laughs> by a hag. Even the prince... Crossing his paws. Right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a hearty and, and gross experience to behold uh, with all manner of, of 
uh, wretched black bile on the ground. But 15 minutes later, and the entire village seems to be cured of this feather rot. And they all stand tall as if they had not been completely malnutritioned and ill for probably days upon days. But before the revelry of you all and maybe being approached by the Elder for a reward can occur, the bellowing sound of a horn calls from the north. And one of the Arakoa guards runs into the vi- uh, flies above the village sa- saying loudly that four men on horses arrive from the north uh, and not soon after uh, several javelins fly through the air uh, nearly uh, only barely missing that guard as he swoops low to escape the fire oh shit what's going on as yeah I find the elder and ask him what what is, what who are these men and what's going on here shaking his head he says i i know not i will meet with them with or without you but we must meet them for they cannot just come and attack our people and hurriedly rushes to the north um well i take up my glaive and i don't know about you guys but i'm not gonna let them ride in here and just slaughter people yeah, we, uh, we, I'm just, gonna go we have done too much. much. Yeah. yeah, we've given too I, much. I've I definitely have already walk. started taking off and following the elder bird. Because I ain't having this bullshit. I, uh... Whistle for Chesapeake, hop on her back, and take off in the direction of the, uh... I guess the sound of the horn. Okay. following after them. See what happens. So, as you approach the north end of the village, you can see it's as if the sun is rising in the north. A beacon of light that casts across the top of the muck and mire. And uh, four large plate mail clad men on horseback almost spectral like horses ride towards you barreling down the the horizon uh, it is not long before they will reach you is there anything you want to do before they do so um, are they just like riding not like not don't even give a shit just like full stop going with yeah. weapons and stuff. They're not there are no weapons drawn, but they are they are riding like they're escaping hell. How far away are they? Maybe two hundred feet. Okay. Uh and you see the the elder like perform a, a, a spell, but you don't see any effect. And he points to maybe 15 ahead of, uh, feet ahead of you and says, Do not run forward. Alright. Uh, the horsemen are maybe 50 feet away before they stop. Uh, if, if they were in cars, there would be, like, tire screeching. 
but instead just some mud slicks forward as the hoofs of the spectral-like horses slide to a stop in the muck. Mm. One of the four riders turns sideways and leans to leans towards the village and everyone present and goes we see smoke from your village and when we saw fire twas cursed and evil it must be purged uh, <laughs> funny thing about that we were actually helping. It's okay. There's nothing to be alarmed about. It was a spell to purge the sickness that was in this village. And one of the it other. It was a spell to purge the sickness of this village. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it strong. Uh, yep. One of the other four men lean forward and go. If they are sick, then they shall fell to our sword and be put to proper burial where the gods will sort their souls. Nah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Some brave knights you are, riding in to slaughter the sick. If they sick, then they might be sick of plague, and plague can spread. These people live near water, running water, and all that downstream from them run risk of catching the plague. But but we just cured them. It, we cured them, and, and their sickness only affected Arakoa and feathered peoples. A likely lie to come from those who would claim fly near the gods. I can't fly. <laughs> So, what do we, so where do we go from here? Well, you all stand aside and let us do what our order does and purge the sick and wicked. What could even make such an impure and evil flame? I don't know. Some Pets. weird black wood we were given. Opposite <laughs> of what we should tell them. <laughs> Who gave you this evil wood? Uh, Your mother. Our fate. He turns to his, his, his allies and they go Fate with a big eye Yes Then it is a hag consorting with the occult Says the four people on specter horses he sort of, like, guides his hand along the side of his mount. This steed was blessed upon me by my lord, my god, and he carries me to destroy the wicked. Well, what, what is your order? I raised from hatching when she was only about yay big. <laughs> so proud, Mama. Right? Well... I ready a javelin. Yes, I did say javelin this time. <laughs> I, I, I ball my fist in the, I ball my hands in the fist, like ready to ready to throw down some magic. Uh... And I say, well, then you're gonna have to go through me and my friends to get to these people. 
You dare draw your weapon against Knights of the Order of Sun? I'm going to draw my weapon against four assholes. <laughs> Fine, then. Have it thee. And, uh, <laughs> roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> Finally. Hey, I didn't get a completely horrible roll this time. Me too. <laughs> Alright, uh, what did Pahokwi? 15. Alright, Nalus. 18. Karak. 16. And Necro. 11. Alright. So you guys are uh, not first. All four paladins got better than you. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and they line up perfectly in line as if to run you down and all draw uh, long lances. And as they charge forward, they immediately plant into what seems to be an invisible wall. Oh, sorry. The horses plant into an invisible wall. All four riders are flung off into the mud. <laughs> merely feet before you. To which, uh, outside of snickering, you look and see the elder who just gives you like a... <laughs> like, like just a, a real smug thumbs up. And then from the sky descends two dozen guardsmen of the village... With their spectral feathery wings, they clamp talon and spear tip to the assailants of their village. And within seconds, the fight that was probably not going to be terribly easy is completely negated. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. And the elder walks up to the the four would-be knights and then looks back over to you all and bows his head towards his chest and nods deeply and says, We not know the names of you people, yet not only have you saved mine, but you would dare risk yourselves a second time for us. I will never know how to repay you fully. But for a start... And he steps aside, revealing, you know, pointing his hand to the four very thoroughly uh, subdued knights and says, I will let you decide the fate of who would assail us. Uh, We do have a murderous streak. (laughs) I mean... Can they give us everything they have? Um, hold. They said they were of the, the Order of Sun... One of the knights nods us. Yes, sir. Knights of the Order of the Sun. Uh, do any of us happen to recognize that name? I don't know. History checks might tell you. <laughs> Let's roll, boys. I lived in a frozen tundra. Probably not. Well, shit. One. <laughs> you know so little the sun hits you in the face no no necro you're not sure if it's s-o-n or s-u-n the, okay there you go <laughs> uh, i got a 16 okay uh yeah you've read a book on the order of the sun 
the Order of the Sun from your books uh, or tradition, however fucking merfolk would write. I don't fucking. I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> merfolk. Yeah. For libraries. <laughs> however, your people glean knowledge. Uh-huh. Uh, you have heard of the them before, and studied them, as your fascination with knighthood has been something that has raptured you since a child. They are an order the worldwide, and they seem to be glorified. Uh, they they are an order Three. of. Hello, hello. Oh, okay. Hello. Uh, you exist again. Uh, they're an order of glorified witch hunters. They are they are dedicated and just to their cause, which is to purge anything that the doctorates of their church claim evil or impure. But, unfortunately, uh, to your recollection, have been repeatedly manipulated for personal gain of kingdoms. Who simply said, hey, I heard some evil shit went down over there. And by the time the purifying was all said and done, uh, many innocents were slain after being falsely accused of witchcraft or other such. Mother was real iffy about the uh, the carvings we have on these folk. Well, we have four knights who were willing to ride down the sick and the weak in a village like this. At the behest of nothing more than they saw some black smoke. Mm-hmm. One of the knights, not the one that had spoken before, she sort of shakes his head and says, Sorry, sir, looking to the one that had been speaking. And looking back to you and says, "No, sir, no, not quite. We were so we our detachment was told of bewitchment in these areas, of a foul disease. We were sent purely to arrive here and destroy it." Where, where did you come from? Uh, where is your detachment? Well, we 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 have ridden quite far. Uh, Recently, we were at the port city. Um, fuck, where were you guys? Where'd you guys start at? Oh, fucking, um... um Clamara, Port Clamara. Yeah. yeah. We've, we arrived in Port Clamara, where we received our orders. You arrived in Port Clamara, where you received your orders. Yes. Where did you arrive from before that? Oh, we well, we had just finished a minor crusade on Yalzar Minor and had received word from one of our bishops that Port Clamara had a festival of skills which there was a very important person who had found of some local evils for us to dispatch. Hmm. Did the person who gave you the orders was he uh, Chets? <laughs> uh, he Correct, sort of like sort of looks to his commanding officer, as you could sort of interpret by this point, and the commanding officer like shakes his head as uh, the spear tip drives just a little closer to the nape of his neck. 
the elder sort of looks to you all and says, uh, I would like to lean down and put my hand on the shoulder of the, the one that has been talking to us and uh, say, listen, you are about to do some lowly, terrible things in the name of knighthood. The least you can do is tell the truth now and let us know who gave you this order and try and redeem your own honor. Sort of and rests his chin into the mud and then looks up without moving his head and says, if I am to bear fully the truth of this mission, I would like to do so on my own two feet. That sounds fair. Allow this one to rise. The several guardsmen uh, that are restraining him let him stand. Uh, you can see this this one in, in full view. Um, I mean, before they were, you know, 50 feet away. He is f- clad in polished and beautiful, albeit recently muddy, uh, plate mail, which has a large symbol of a almost, like, circular sun on his chest. But inside of it, it turns out, it is actually kind of more of like a Lady Guadalupe f- picture holding a child. Uh, and uh, you know he there's a holy symbol upon his neck that rests just around his solar plexus with the same symbol uh, and he sort of pulls that off of his head and looks at the symbol deeply holds it to his chest and looks to the sky and says a, a, a small prayer almost as if seeking forgiveness and he says, looking back to Nalos, uh, he begins to confess. We were sent here, my brothers and I, pointing to the three other knights still on the ground, by Bishop Felden. We, we sailed from the west coast of Yalzar Minor, arriving in Port Clamara merely a few weeks ago. When we arrived, we met with the local Adventurer's Guild, who uh, was a halfling by the name of Michael Ten. Uh, Mr. Ten pointed us to a very important man, uh, a, uh, a name we were not given, but was to be our interaction. We met him outside of the village, or the port's uh, borders, where a festival of skills was being held. And we met with him in a shadowy tent. I never saw the man's face myself. If I could be honest, between myself and God, looking to the sky as he says that, this this felt off to begin with. But one of the tenets of our order, you have to understand, is to never question never question where the orders come from to trust that they are just and to do what is expected. I have lived by that code for more than a decade and plan to fight it until I draw my final breath. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And he sort of hangs his head a touch. 
It is not me that has any right to forgive. It is these people. I do not know the ways of them and how they stand trial or judgment. Are you looking to the elder or anything with that, or are you just trying uh, to... Yeah, I, I gesture to the elder. Uh, looking back right at you, the elder nods and goes, "'Tis merely favor, I say. You have done us quite the service, as I have mentioned twice now. Our laws will not enter on this. Tis you and your compatriots' decision alone what happens to these men." I will commit any sin to put them to bury. I will commit any kindness to let them live. But it is you and your allies' choice. Well, guys, what do you think? Pull everybody aside for a second. Can can we fit those horses on our rafts? <laughs> the the horses have disappeared. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, the moment they the mo yeah the moment they hit that wall, they disappeared. Ah. Do we do the good thing and just let them go for their? Uh... We have to make sure if we do that they won't re just turn around once we've sailed off on our raft. Yeah. I, uh... We could confiscate their arms. Yeah, yes, people here be able, seem to be able to uh, handle themselves quite well, so I'm not too worried about the foreign knights, but, uh... Perhaps the idea of confiscating their arms and sending them back out to return from whence they came isn't too bad of a plan. What are they going to do naked as a child out in the swamps? Come back and slap fight? <laughs> or perhaps maybe do they have anything that they could give us that like kind of like acts as them giving us their word? That's like supremely holy to their order, and if they portray it, they portray their god. Oh. Mm. Or is that just thinking way too in depth? <laughs> no. That's uh. I just learned that Chet tried to have his son killed. All right, let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chet things is probably what we literally do. <laughs> Chet equals shady. Just turning the frogs gay in the swamp, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. Uh, Alright. Um. So let's break group and, like, proceed. Like, maybe take their arms to start. Yeah. I, I agree with taking their arms. Yeah. Yeah. And then sending them back. Yeah. Send them away. Um, How will they leave seed without any weapons? Strip them of all they have and send them away. Yes. <clears throat> Sounds like we're in agreement right. for that. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah, we break group. Um, right. I look at the guy who's standing, the, like, main knight, I guess. Um, well, he, you get the... Looking at him, he is clearly the youngest of the four. Uh, right. 
we're going to show you a kindness that you couldn't show to this village and its sick people. We're going to let you leave alive. However, you will leave everything that you brought with you here with us. Clutching the holy symbol that he's still holding, the young knight steps forward a foot uh, and says, I do not know from whence you hail, but that will not help. That will not help you in, in what you aim to achieve. If our possessions are here, then we will be either sent back to retrieve them with new reinforcements or anyone who sees our armaments amongst these people, they will be attacked. It will not be safe for this village to keep our things. Oh, so now you worry of the village. If your worry and your concern is to keep them safe, then tis only appropriate you know. Can we take them with us? If you go into like, a town with with our armaments, you will be attacked. You will be have considered to have murdered knights of the Order of the Sun. The knight sort of peeks as he gasps and draws his small warhammer from his belt and points it towards the uh, captain of the four knights and goes, I challenge you, Captain Theoman, sort of struggling to get the words out. He seems to be a little rattled with fear doing this, despite trying to put on the show of pride. <clears throat> to Exemplar Vic. Yes, I challenge you to Exemplar Vic. To which the two knights that have been relatively quiet up to this point sort of gasp a touch, and then uh, <gasps> the captain smirks uh, and spits into the ground in disgust. Um, judging that you probably need a translation at this point, the young knight uh, sort of lowers his war hammer and looks to you all and says I am challenging my senior knight for the to the death privilege of becoming the leader of our contingent and if you win then I would be the senior knight of this contingent, and tis my order they would follow. And should you lose? I will be dead. <laughs> and we'll have to fight them ourselves. So, do you give us your word that you will leave and not return to this village should you win? He looks down at the holy symbol that he still holds and says... I will do this. I will spare this, the lives of my two brothers and my own at the cost of one. Who am I to deny such a ritual? What do the rest of you think? I say we give him the chance. If he wins, they leave. If he dies... 
and we'll finish off the rest. If he dies, they all die. Sounds, Sounds good. fair to me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, gonna, the, uh, uh, the, the Elder commands the Arakoa Guard to bind the hands and legs of the, the, the other three knights. And the young knight affixes his helmet and takes a deep breath as he steps away from the village, uh, grabbing a small buckle on his uh, belt pouch and holding it tight in his hand until it forms a, a light shield around his, like, sort of arm. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go up to the young knight and touch him and give him a word of encouragement and cast Enhance Ability. Okay. 2d6 temporary hit points. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he, he gets uh, 11 temporary hit points. Okay. He looks to you and slightly aghast and then closes his mouth and nods understandingly. <laughs> So the the captain of the knights is released from his bonds and uh, grabs his uh, long sword from his belt and a, you know produces a similar magical light shield and uh, looks to the young knight and says, "This is your last chance to withdraw." There is no small shame in doing so. But we can turn and slaughter them all and bring honor to your name. Or you can draw your weapon and show me what you've been training for. The young knight takes a deep breath. You can see the plate heave gently once as he takes a fighting stance. And the two men do battle. It's a vicious strong but short fight with an aggressive amount of shield work bashing each other across the the brow and belt with their shields that seem to have weight despite looking like they're simply made of light every time a weapon echoes off of their plate or their shield light shards shoot from the sides and light the evening in a glow of almost firework like level but after merely seven or six ex- or, or eight exchanges, the uh, young knight turns his warhammer as he raises it high, re- putting the hammer side behind him and the sort of uh, like hammer spike forward, and sinks the hook deep into his commanding officer's collarbone, to which the old knight drops his light shield, falls to his knees, and dies. The young knight puts away his weapon, pu- puts away his shield, puts his hand immediately on his holy symbol as he falls to his knees and performs a prayer, at the end of which you can see the, you can visibly see the soul of the knight capt- of the, the senior knight fly into the heavens above in a pillar of soothing light. As the light fades, the young knight stands back up, 
addresses you all and bows gently and calls a phantom steed to appear to his side as he mounts up. That was well thought, young knight. May we have your name? He looks to the to his symbol and back to you. And he says, I will never forget you all. And he removes his helmet one last time to give you again a full view of his face so you can commit it to memory. And he says, But nothing would bring more shame to the spirits of those that came before me and my family than for me to say my name proudly at a time such as this. Should you ever see me, I would be honored to make your acquaintance properly. But until that day, puts the helmet back on. I hope the knight treats you well. Release my brothers, and you will never see us again on purpose. Alright. Well, release his brothers. They quickly rise to their feet, call up their steeds that appear by their sides, and the three paladins fly north uh, along the muck. Within the passing minutes of the aftermath of that battle, the elder knight who lies dead in the ground, his corpse begins to flutter away as if it was comprised of ash onto the wind. Uh, is there anything remaining where his corpse was? Nope. Nope? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the I, list, I, just I, form a giant middle finger in the air before <laughs> going off the distance. I start singing the song Dust in the Wind. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners at home, I was uh, flipping the bird to the party because obviously that was an attempt for them to get some really dope magic armor and shit. And I ain't having it. <laughs> ain't having it. Nah. <laughs> um, I'll be right back. I'm going to use the back Alright. Let's take a quick fiver. Yeah. And we're back from a nice little break. So, uh... What, uh, what, what, what now? Uh, I suppose we should find out what we are getting as a reward from the village elder. Yes. Alright, so, uh, after the paladins have left, you all, I guess, just turn to the elder with your hound, with your hands outstretched? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> well, hopefully that's the uh, last of problems you guys will have for a long while. Um, yes, hopefully things are a little easier for you now around here after we make our departure. The Elder nods deeply and says, we certainly hope so. Uh, where is it that you all intend to head next? We are headed east along the river towards the mountains. Will you be riding along to the end of the river then? Yes. 
that was yes. the plan. As, as far as possible. Then the very least we could do is provide you with some manner of escort. That would be great. I had yeah. merely a Talon's count of able-bodied people to defend the village, but now everyone has returned to their own ability again, and we will return the lands around our village to being fertile and green once more. But I can certainly spare a few good warriors to oversee you in the night, at the very least. That would be most kind. That would be swell. Naturally. All around. I will send a detachment of four great wa- of our greater warriors to keep a watch over you as you rest and drift down the river at night. They will need to sleep during the day, of course, but they will be whatever aid they can. They will naturally return home once you have finished your trek to the end of the river, and while I would love to know that all four of them return... Should things turn dire, they will gladly give their lives to protect you, for they would not even have it were it not for what you've done. Oh, and one other thing. A material reward seems only appropriate. And he rummages in his uh, medicine bag and produces a about the size of your thumb onyx statue that looks like a curled up crow. Not, not curled up, but like wings tight to its body. Uh, crow, you say? Yes. Hmm. He says, this small onyx idol, when preyed upon, will turn into a large bird for someone to ride either within the talons of or on the back of for almost half a day. But when it retires to its stony form, you will need to give it a few days to rest. Uh, Necro seems deserving of this uh, crow figure. I agree. Maybe it's about time he's gotten some wings. I jump up and down in excitement and shake my head, yes. Uh, the Elder gladly hands the small idol to Necro. But I gladly accept it. Neat. And then, I give it a little kiss. <laughs> I, and he says, I offer you all to stay and, and partake of food and drink as long as you wish. Uh... But I understand, should you find the path calling now? Um, I think after all of that, we could certainly use one night not on the river sleeping. I agree. The elder nods. We are in some feast. Shall I? It also gives our, our new guards a chance to, you know, spend some time with their families before accompanying mm. us. Yeah. The... Elder, before he turns to see to the night, he says, Shall I put together a feast? We not have much, but we could certainly put together something for this joyous occasion, 
or would you prefer a quiet night? Hmm. Urge for hero feast rising. <laughs> Let's have a feast. Our bard can rest and sing and our Our druid can disconnect. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, do you guys want a big party or uh, a quiet night? You know what? Uh, I enjoy parties, but let's, let's have a let's party. Have a party. <laughs> uh, the elder sort of bellows uh, a joyous hurrah and in informs all the nearby villagers that to bring out the casks of fresh wine, to grab a, some nearby game, and to douse this purging fire and put forth a cooking one. For there will be much meat and drink tonight, for our great allies and friends should desire such a thing. Let us show them what we can do. And with that, several members of the village take to the skies, flying away. Uh, with spears in hand, clearly off to go fetch game. But uh, it's a wonderful night. Uh, I mean, you all have a little time on your hands between now and when the feast begins, but it's quiet. But once it gets roaring and the large cask is, uh, is opened and the strong but sweet smell of wine hits the air it's a raucous night of enjoyment laughter, song, and revelry for everyone uh, the morning sun wakes you <laughs> in the only way that it can <laughs> Al <Fire>. alarmingly <laughs> uh, everyone make con saves Seven. Fourteen. Fifteen. Eleven. Alright, uh, Nalos and Karak, uh, you're, you're, you're feeling last night still, um, dragging your feet a, a spell, and could awfully use a pail of water, but altogether rested and ready for a day. <laughs> and, uh, Anything else before you all set back to your your raft, which is just on the river outside of the village? Uh, I'd like to know if they have anything that we might be able to buy. Yes. Excuse me. As the elder can uh, sort of responds to your inquiry, our people have been ill for weeks. We have not had much of opportunity to cultivate anything of value recently but anything that we would you would desire we would gladly give you not take your coin for I think, personally, I think we're 
pretty good to leave yeah. at this point. I think we're ready to mount up our raft and, you know, sail on downstream. Yeah. All right. Well, your party is gifted with a bundle of food, the leftovers of last night's feast that should surely feed the lot of you for a couple of days. Hell yeah. Well, Ahoku, you want to give me a hand? We'll shove the raft back out. Yep. I I will help him shove the raft back out. Okay. So, uh, you all get back on the raft as you approach before you push it out. You see the four uh, warriors standing there. They spread their spectral wings out wide as they bow before you and introduce themselves. I'm not going to bother naming them, I'm sorry. If you want me to, I can come up with names. I just, I haven't readied them yet. That's yeah, fine. That's, that's alright. Uh, There'll be time to talk with them on the, the river. Yeah. And, uh, and they say that they will mind you in the night, but if you would allow them rest during the day, they will do their best. As they step onto the raft. Yeah. All right. If they need to sleep now, we could always like set up two of our tents on the raft now for them to. Well, that I mean that third of that third of the raft is already covered, and that's plenty for them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chesapeake sort of gurgles, looking at you like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" Can she just like? hold on to the back of the raft and float along. Yeah, I mean, like before, yeah. you know, Ow. she was like following the raft from the riverbed. It's just like, what do now? I'm I'm a giant crab with not big brain. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> uh, come along, girl. We got you know, things to do. We'll find you something to play with on the way. Alright, so you all get back on the raft and carry on then I take it yeah alright well um, that's all I really had prepared for tonight so I will go ahead and end it a touch early if that's alright with you guys yeah that's fine that's fine with me cool so as we will leave the adventure the party is back on the river back heading forward with new allies and, and tools and toys in store and uh, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I have been, as always, your dungeon master, Kenny. We have a uh, necro, the crow, with a raven and a raven and a pocket raven and a uh, stony yeah. pocket raven. Hey, it's your boy Necro. Have a good night. Uh, we have our uh, fighter who is really glad uh, that he didn't have to watch a bunch of people get killed. Hey guys, Nalos, take it easy. A barbarian who probably would have been okay with watching some people get killed. Good night. (laughs) And our druid, who is really stoked to have a wand that totally frees up a spell slot for him now. (laughs) Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye.